You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. TGIF. If you're not, if it's not Friday when you're listening to this, I hope it feels like a Friday. We've made it. Another week of Bravo. Another week of chaos. I. This is going to be the day in the week we have to talk about the Southern Charm reunion. As always, and like last week, I was harping on not having anything to talk about, and now this week, I feel like we have all the things to talk about. I mean, the only thing that I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on is OC, but everything else, I'm like, we, we got to dive in. So I think we start with Southern Charm. Ooh. I mean, let's just say, don't, like, you posted about it on our stories. Don't cross Craig. He is savage, you guys. He's not just, like, this sweet little pillow-making, cute, hot man. Like, the, he came out guns blazing from the start. I was shocked. So if you haven't watched Southern Charm at all this season, don't. Just watch the reunion. It's it's basically juicier and more exciting and entertaining than the entire season has been. And yes, Craig goes guns a blazing like within the first five minutes of the episode. And so much of it that we saw has to do with Madison and this ex-MLB player, which we will do a Patreon episode where we'll dish on that. So if you want to learn more about that, please check that out. Side plug, back to Southern Charm. But it was wild. So I made my husband watch with me because there was nothing else on TV and uh, I wanted to watch it kind of live. And he was dying laughing though at the part where Craig said, they brought up the fact that Austin has banged Craig's girlfriend. And Craig said that if we're going to limit it to girls that none of us have been with, then none of us have a shot. And Kevin was laughing so hard. He's like, have they slept with all of Charleston amongst the three or four of them? And I think they might have. (laughs) I think so, too. I mean, Andy's reaction to that comment was hilarious. His face was so funny. He's like, wait, so, I mean, there's plenty of fish in the sea here. You don't have to go after the same chicks. But I'm guessing the same, the girls that they hang out with go to the same bars. I have no idea. But it gets a little, um, is it sestuous? Is that the word I'm trying to use? It is a little incestuous. I like, what do you say? Like crossing swords? I was like, oh God. Like, I mean, who, I want to see. Eskimo bros. Yeah, like I I need a diagram of all the Eskimo bros. I need like, you know what they make for uh, David Foster with like all of his flings and kids and all the layers. I need that for the three Southern charm men to kind of figure out how it all pieces together. Yes, and then I and guess we put Madison's going to get her own little wing 
I mean, like, okay, here's the thing. Say what you want about Madison. I respect how she holds her ground and she's strong-willed. I mean, I appreciate how she goes about it, but she does kind of stand up. Like she doesn't back down. Like you it's you don't really see her ruffled. No. And like you did see her get a little angry um, at Craig because you could see her kind of like, oh, no, no. And like really start getting fired up. But yeah, she doesn't back down. She said that early on. She's like, if you come for me, you better be ready. The one thing I will say, there is totally a double standard because let's keep in mind that the whole Austin three something. Yeah, it was brought up and it was kind of like funny, whatever. But like he wasn't dragged at the reunion the way they're trying to drag her so I will say and we'll talk about it on the Patreon more and I'm, we're going to keep saying that as it talks about her so I'm sorry if that gets annoying but I will say you have to think if, if Madison was a man she'd be the man like they'd all be high-fiving her right now I keep thinking Jax Taylor vibes like I mean in the sense of when I get with Jax Taylor I just mean large ego think you can kind of like fuck anyone like without yeah. any repercussions like that you know when Jax was hot before he stole the sunglasses like <laughs> I mean in between him cheating on Stassi but I just get this vibe of like when you're someone who knows they're very attractive and is like in control of that I mean she I will say she is hot you guys like whatever your thoughts are about her personality she looks unbelievable so I mean I get the confidence if I looked like that and I was single I mean, I probably would avoid married men, but I would, I would probably be, I'd be having some fun. Absolutely. And one thing I want to clear up to everybody, the married men comment. So we've gotten probably a million DMs. I'm exaggerating, but about this. So we'll discuss this more on our Patreon, the specifics of this ex MLB player. But what we can tell you is, is that there, it was, they misspoke. Yes. It's an assumption that this MLB player is married because they've been with this person for a long time, but they're not married. It doesn't mean that it is still not that person. And we're saying and, this with yeah. confidence based on all the things that we know. And if you want to learn more, got to re- check out our Patreon. Yeah. I mean, honestly, guys, it's $3. So if you just want to really hear the hot tea and we're going to spill some stuff from a couple of years ago that we know about Madison, just pay three bucks and, you know, you don't have to stick around forever, but you can listen to this uh, episode. That's going to be, uh, it's going to be piping hot tea for sure. So I kind of like pivoting though with Southern charm, I will say what, the only thing that annoys me about this reunion is that it was 500 times better than the entire season. And I'm also going to add, I think it's one of the first reunions I've seen in a while where Andy was actually engaged and knew what happened in the season and knew what the people were doing like on their Instagram lives. Like, I wonder if he just enjoys the Southern Charm cast more than he enjoys some of the housewives. I, yeah. I mean, I think he just finds them. They're entertaining in a, like, not a dramatic way. It's just like stupid fun for the most part. And then also we have to talk about Catherine's transformation. I'm afraid to touch this. Um, I'm just going to say, all I'll say for the both of us is that we hope she's healthy. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that. And there's some comments on our Instagram post um, about last night. And I think about today uh, from today's post as well. So one about um, Jay Cutler being sloppy seconds. And then one about um, the Southern Charm season versus Southern Charm reunion. If you look at some of those comments and see what people are saying, um, you'll see why we're just hoping she's healthy. 
so with that, let's go over to Salt Lake and talk about the Jen Shaw tornado. I mean, Ramona Singer, I thought was a roller coaster of emotions. Jen Shaw is a tornado of emotions. I mean, I had to rewatch a couple scenes a couple times because Same. honestly, I was like, what is happening? Like, what are we mad about? Lisa Barlow, true MVP for me throughout all of this. The whiteboard goals have come to mind. Her pointing and be like, <laughs> I just, I just saw CEO energy from Lisa Barlow and her being like, okay, so you're mad that Whitney said this and this and this and this and this. It's the dumbest fight ever. And the fact that she got mad because people made up and made their peace. It's just, I, uh, I don't even, you can't even justify it. And she's so stubborn and hard headed that she like continued to de- dig herself a deeper hole because she didn't want to admit any sort of wrongdoing on her part. I don't think Jen Shaw is a good housewife. I loved her in the beginning. Then I started a question. I think she's a bit of a sham. I don't think there's much, I think she puts on a, a bigger front and facade. I think the glam squad is probably uh, do some, some overdue invoices But my biggest thing with her is like, yeah, she's just so stubborn. There's no, like the drama is just her going crazy and yelling. And like like you said, not even making sense. I had to rewatch the scene where Heather and Whitney walk in for dinner and Jen just comes in and like attacks Heather because I'm like, did I miss something prior? Like I thought they had a nice conversation and then it turns into this. So I just... I don't understand some of it. I think she's just trying to create drama and make the fights bigger and bolder to make herself more relevant or get more screen time. And for me, I'm over it. I like, if she doesn't come back, I'll be thrilled. Well, it's also the whole thing was strange too. And when Heather thought she was leaving, so she was trying to get her stuff from shopping and then she walks in and she has this full team of glam squad and then the bodyguard. I'm like, okay, it's a little much. Like as viewers, we can smell bullshit. Is that? Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Right. Smell yeah. bullshit. And I'm smelling, <laughs> I'm calling and smelling bullshit. Like just cut the act, you know, like the, the squad, the assistants, the bodyguard. I'm just like, just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it just doesn't feel authentic and genuine. And she keeps talking about loyalty and I'm loyal to this and all this bullshit. I'm like, you don't know what loyalty means clearly because you're not showing it, especially to the one person who truly has had your back, Heather. I That was the thing that bugged me. She came at so hard at Heather. I'm like, you just went shopping with her. And like, you just talked about how you want to make her feel like the friendship matters. And then you like, just come in so aggressive. Lisa Barlow was my favorite of this episode because I think she, one was the only one that made sense, but also was the only one trying to actually like bridge the Shaw perception to reality. And when they went to go see that, like, I don't know, ther- group therapist person, which oh honestly, that, lady. Was, that was, I mean, her hair, I was like, oh my God, she's exactly what I would have thought. And those massive pillows. I mean, just like the, the setup alone, I'm like, this is quality TV. But I love that she kept coaching Jen on how to say sorry, because I was getting annoyed for Meredith, because the thing is, we've all seen the scenes. We know that that Jen was like planting seeds and wanting everyone to question what was going on in Meredith's separation and all this. And then she denied it and kept being like, I'm sorry if I hurt you, but I never did anything wrong. And I love the person like, no, 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 no. Just say, I'm so sorry if you're really sorry. I'm like, ooh, this lady needs to be on every 
see like every franchise. I love it. I mean, it goes back to the art of the apology by why Gabby Aiden. Gabby Aiden. It all goes no buts. Yeah. And I actually try to think about that in my own personal life side note. No buts. You just have to, if you're truly sorry, you're just sorry. Yeah. I feel like there's like, all of us don't want to ever be like perceived as like bad people. So naturally you want to say like, I'm so sorry. And then rationalize why you did what you did. And it is really hard. So I think that's something like I, even in my own life, like with my husband, I have to be like, I'm sorry. And just leave it at that. Like, don't, don't add a bunch of words to it to make yourself look better. And, and I mean, one thing I'm shocked though, by the end of this episode, I would have never thought that Lisa Barlow and Jen Shaw would have gotten together after that trip. This is why I like, I'm starting to really like Lisa Barlow as I thought she was a little bit of a snob in the beginning and was just all about appearances. But the fact that she, like, I think she really does care for Jen Shaw, or at least doesn't like somebody feeling like they're ganged up on and that she went and reached out to her. I thought like, I was like, okay, you're actually a genuine person. I think to me, she just, I don't know, Jen, or sorry, Lisa Barlow, a thousand percent. I agree on all your points and thoughts. I'm starting to like her more, kind of understand her more or find humor in her a little bit, but she just kind of has a a little bit of a masculine energy. And I don't mean that in a bad way, just in like, I don't take bullshit. I'm not going to be petty and like talk behind your people, everyone's back. Like if I have an issue with you, let's just talk about it. Let's put it on our white dry erase boards and figure it out. She did that with Whitney. She was like, here, this is my problem with you. This is my issue with you. And I'm going to tell you that I didn't like the manipulation. And then she like kind of like was like, but I'm like, all she needs to hear is an apology and she moves on. I'm, I'm loving her energy. I think that she's kind of underrated in the beginning. I thought she would be the one that'd be easy to replace. And now I think it's Jen Shaw. Wow. I, I'm here. You know what? How she, the tables have turned and Mary yeah. Cosby makes an appearance, everyone, out of her, damn house, out of her damn house next week. It's the finale next week. I know. So, like, I mean, Mary truly has had the smallest role possible for a full-time housewife. Good for her, though. Collect that money, bitch. You get paid per episode. Doesn't matter how long you're in it. That's true. Doesn't matter how long. And collect that paper. And she's not really in it. The drama. Other, The only thing the women have on her really is the, it's the hospital smell, which is a Jen Shaw thing, which everyone dislikes Jen. And the fact that she's married. She's a grandpa. Fucker. Um which Ooh, is, I know I had to think about that. I'm like, well, do I want to say it? I might as well just say it. I just said it. Um, there's really nothing there. Like, no, if, I mean, just she, other than her being Mary Cosby and a very quirky and interesting, like there's not really the hoarding, but I think the, the one thing, if I were her, I'd get myself off of the show as fast as I can, because people are going to start digging into her finances so quickly because of the excess that she has shown on the show, the five houses, it's just a little concerning. Like me as a, if I was a churchgoer there, I'd wonder why like all my money is going towards her Gucci and not towards like bettering a congregation. And she can't really explain why she has the money that, so if I were her, I'd get off the show too. I, I have to make a prediction for who comes back. I think it is just going to be four. I think we're going to get Meredith back, Lisa back, Whitney back, Heather back. There's rumors that there's another person named Bronwyn, believe it or not, that lives in um, Park City, who I think she will come in there. She looks a little bit younger. And I think they're going to get another younger 
up and coming mommy blogger. We're never going to get one of the Parcel sisters. Like, I just think that's their, this is beneath them or what they think it's beneath them. But we do need to get like an up and coming blogger with like a a decent following, like an 80,000 follower blogger. I wouldn't be opposed to Jen Shaw being demoted to friend of. I think she'd be so distracting as a friend of. I think she would just make every scene about sucking up the energy and the airtime that it would just be toxic and not good TV. Yeah. I don't but know. But there's a lot of people who don't want her to go. So, I mean, and the Jesus, she's sending everyone merch but us. So, you know what? I don't feel bad if she doesn't get asked back. That was her own damn fault for not reaching out to Real Moms of Bravo. And there, I said it. Wow. Mic drop. Okay. OC, I'm glad it's over. Cheers. It's over. I don't. It's really. over. It's over. Um, rumor has it there. Andy posted a comment. Someone mentioned Evan Ross Katz had tweeted, I think OC needs to be canceled. Megan McCain commented. And then Andy said, <laughs> I think it's time for a reboot. I love so, that it's Megan McCain. I know. Megan, it's always been a lifetime. Um, Housewives, nothing brings the world together. Um, across the aisle too, like housewives. But yeah, I so from what we know, what we hear, word on the street is is that there, it's going to be more than just a cash shakeup. That OC could potentially be done, truly be done, and it be in another city. That's what the word on the street is. Word on the street is, and it's going to be a city pretty close to OC. I we were getting like tons of DMs, like what about San Fran? What about like um, Carmel? Which is like, so I feel like Carmel is so wealthy that. And it's like so small that like nobody would agree to it because uh, I just don't see these people wanting their like adorable, perfect town disrupted like this. I would love, 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 love if they did Monterey and we had big little lies vibes for a housewife franchise. Like not obviously the women, but like I think just the it's so pretty. It's a totally different part of California. I just feel like anything they do, like OC is pretty close to Beverly Hills already. I know traffic, someone's going to DM me and say the traffic makes it unbearable and the commute, but like, they're not that far apart. If we're going to do California, I want a different California besides like LA adjacent. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we're hearing. Word on the street. Don't, don't quote us. Um, That's just what we're hearing. And we're here to fill you with the tea as we receive it. All right. So moving on, you know what my favorite part about Dallas was this week? And there was a lot to love, in my opinion. The hangover parties. Do you remember in college when like you would just go over to a friend's apartment or like for us when we lived in the sorority house, whoever had the biggest room in the house and you'd all just like lay on their floor and eat shit and like just complain about how miserable you felt, but it was so fun to do it together. I miss that. Yes. And I would watch at the time, it was like Rock of Love on VH1 and <laughs> Flavor of Love. VH1 had some top notch dating shows back in the day. But yes, I love a good little hangover party. There's nothing like getting together with your girlfriends and then the next morning, like, rehashing the night before and who who'd said something stupid or who fell asleep on a toilet. <laughs> there's nothing. Uh, if there's, there's any uh, Missouri, Mizzou uh, Pi-Fi listeners from my pledge class, there was a, a certain sister. I'm not going to give too many details, but had um, some issues in the bathroom on a Thursday night. And I woke up Friday morning, went down for breakfast and heard the story told for the next four hours. And every time it got funnier and funnier, I'm not joking. I stayed in our basement for four hours just to listen to the antics of this one person. So yeah, no, I it's have the a, best. 
I have a close girlfriend who is notorious for falling asleep at any place but her bed. And most recently, she fell asleep on a toilet and Abby was there. I was there. I was already asleep, but I love that like I woke up the next morning and I like basically like crawled into Vanessa's bed with her husband. He was dressed. This is sounding so weird. I just sat on the foot of their bed and was like, how was last night after I went to sleep? And you're like, well, so-and-so fell asleep on the toilet. And I... I don't think I've laughed that hard in my mid thirties in a long time. It, it's just like, there's something about all the girls getting together. And like you said, rehashing the night before. And I loved, I just love seeing it. I love seeing it on, on the show. And I also, I will say the other thing I love, give me more Jeremy and Deandra. I did not realize how much I loved them as a couple. And also keep in mind people, we started watching Dallas two seasons ago. So I don't know if like they've always been so fun and amazing to watch, but I, think they might be one of my favorite couples on Dallas. I, they were really fun. I, I kind of see the charm in him. You know, I know Mama D gives him a lot of slack because of his allegedly like not really having a job or focusing on his photography. But I yeah. think he's, I just, I don't know. He seemed fun and put her in her place. And that whole situation was really, really funny. I will say my, I think, new favorite housewife kid is Olivia. Um, I enjoyed her scenes with her mom, her making her impersonation of Carrie was so spot on. And I just, I just like that. She just feels to me very uh, like real in terms of what it feels like to go through things at that age of life. She just seems real. I just think she's, I don't know. I just really like, I like her and it just feels authentic to me. She's very wise beyond her years. I will say, I mean, keep in mind, I think she's 18, maybe 19. I just feel like she's just so smart, um, so wise. I agree. So authentic. I I love her. Also, I mean, she is beautiful. I mean, when she sat down and was doing her interviews, I just thought, oh my gosh, she could be a model. And I don't, I just, I feel like we need more of her. She might be training to be like a, a junior housewife soon. Yeah. I also just like the purple hair. I don't know. I just like... This like she kind of gives me like an alternative edge to her. I just liked it. Um, how do you feel about your head on a stick? <laughs> very, Harry Party? very, very bizarre. If anybody ever did that, I would, I would just ask like, can we just not bring it? Like it feels very um back in the old days when you would like Game of Thrones kill somebody and put their head on a stick for the town to see as like a, a warning, don't do what this person did. Maybe Deandra didn't really know what that meant. I just thought that was a very odd uh, thing to do. And even Brandy was kind of like, what is this? I also think Deandra's sense of humor, I think um, Cameron was saying this, like she thinks she's funny. Like she's not funny. Like she thinks no. she's a lot funnier than she is when she's trying. Probably she's funnier when she's not trying, but when she's trying to be funny, it's, it doesn't stick. Yeah, she's not a, she's I think Cameron said perfectly. She's not funny, like really funny. Yeah, she's it's she's bizarre. I also feel like she was taking everything a little too personally. Like it was kind of a, uh, a random gathering of things for this like trip party to the wineries. And like Carrie was being rude for sure. But Deandra also, I feel like was taking it like really, really seriously and acting like she put together like a Cameron level party. And she just, she didn't. And it's okay be like, that's not my strength, but we're going to have a lot of fun. Who cares if it's not chill tequila and let it go. But I guess, I mean, that's not, that doesn't make housewives. housewives. Shoot, I want to know what she, happened with Carrie and Deandra. Like there's a lot of tension there. 
I mean, clearly something happened on the road with her trunk shows that they're not saying. And I, I mean, I want to know. Like a, that's a show I want to watch, the trunk shows drama. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? The trunk shows drama. Two women on the road going to convention centers or all around the country. I mean, some, also, when you're around anyone for too long, I think you can get annoyed with every little thing they do. I've even, like, noticed on, like... If you go on a family vacation, for me, like the, the, the like sweet spot is like 10 days. But when you start getting into like 13, 14 day territory, you just get sick of people. Absolutely. Know, no, okay. you know, you do. Yeah, you absolutely do. And the last thing that we'll say about Dallas, Tiffany as a working mom. I mean, I just love seeing I just love that being discussed on the show and it just feels really re- real because you have constant tu- tug and pull of being home with your kids and them wanting you to not work. And obviously times are different in pandemic times. And <laughs> a lot of us are dying. A lot of you are probably dying for your kids to go home, but it's just a constant struggle when your kids are with you, you are dying for them to go to sleep. And when they're asleep, you want them with you. It's just, uh, yeah. it's hard. I think the reason why I like hearing her struggle of balancing it. And this is not throwing, it's going to sound shady. I don't mean for it to be sounding shady, but a lot of the housewives didn't necessarily have like careers and companies before they started housewives that, you know, they um, try to say it nicely, but like, you know, they, their job was taking care of the kids and taking care of the home, which is a very, very tough job. The reason why I relate a little bit more to Tiffany is like some of these women will come in, but I'm having the, like, I'm so busy launching my, you know, like brooch, new brooch line because I wore a brooch on season four. Everyone loved it. And now I'm making brooches everywhere. And I'm just so, so busy. And it's like, it doesn't feel like it's like a real job in a way. Cause it's almost like just something they're doing that like happened from the show. I respect people who kind of like start the show with like serious professions and jobs. Even Vicky, I will say like Vicky was legit, a hardcore working mom. And I like, I respected that. And like seeing that struggle, I think it resonates with me more. And I would think too, even as a stay at home mom, like it would resonate with you a little bit more than some of these women who like create sort of these fake companies that they're just promoting on the show. Well, and now we're kind of seeing that. And I kind of wish Stephanie would poke at this more with what she's doing because, you know, she's someone who stayed at home and now is trying to find back to her career, which is a story. I feel like that's a story that is real with moms, like women who, you know, want to stay home with their kids and and which is truly by for me, like the hardest job in the world. But getting back into the workforce because you yeah. are looking to rediscover yourself. So I, I respect mean, that, too. I, guess. I respect yeah. that. I guess for me, I'm like thinking more of like Lynn from OC when she was making her like weird cuff those bracelets. Shirts. Oh, those cuff, yeah. And the show, and like, yeah, like like some of these people, like women, have like done these like and like I'm so busy, it's so hard balancing. I'm like, well, you're only busy because you created this fake company that you're just going to promote on the show. <laughs> and but I, so that's why I like Tiffany. I feel like I can really relate to her. She has a truly demanding job, and I like that when she was getting recertified, like she had the girls see the dummy and kind of grow up having a sense of like, mommy works a lot, but this is what she does. And this is why it's important. And her kids might not always understand, which we saw their response back, but she's like, just doing a really good job of telling them why it's important, what she does. And I I love that she's doing that for her daughters. Thousand percent. Uh, All right. Atlanta. I have a question about Atlanta. 
because I know like Chelsea talked about this on the bachelor I've seen, um, good hair. I know that like for black women, hair is like a, it's a really big deal because it's, there's some of the styles are harder to take care of. And just like, I remember from this is us that she, you know, she was saying how like she went to get a silk pillowcase and her white boyfriend thought she was high maintenance, not understanding that like a cotton pillowcase would have like destroyed her hair texture and stuff. But so I, I want to like, I wish somebody DM me and let me know was Latoya just trying to throw like shade knowing that like hair is sensitive to black women and be like her, you know, her wig looked terrible and it was more like a pet because I feel like some of the other women are like, so she had a bad, a bad wig day. We all have them, let them go. So I'm like, was that like a deep insult or was Latoya just trying to be petty and mean? I think she was being petty and mean. I think that was just her just calling out her wigs. Cause Drew seemed to kind of be a little bit upset by it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely slide into her DMs, but my interpretation yeah. was that it was just her being petty and and mean. And I I mean, I liked I will this is the first time I can say I liked Drew. And I think it was because she wasn't in a scene with Ralph the entire time. I know, but you know what's bothering me? Ralph is hot. I don't find it. I don't find him attractive. Did she see the picture she posted where like all that was like not shown was his penis? Yeah, no, I did see that. And I, I, mean, I wish he I is hot. He is like so ripped. No, I mean, I still can't get, I can't. I have no. an inter- eternal struggle. Like I, I shouldn't find him hot, but I, I do. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. But I mean, I will say I did enjoy Drew and I loved her putting Kenya in her place about the PJ and then the sprinter. I've never heard. Um, <laughs> Isn't it just like a travel van? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I didn't know. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know it's called a sprinter. I was just like, I didn't either. But that Learned whole conversation been- about the sprinter and the PJ and that whole thing, like had me rolling, just like laughing and how Drew just basically called Kenya out. It is funny to me that we're seeing kind of not like a repeat of storylines, but it's like, this is so triggering. And I totally get it for new moms when you don't have the option to bring your kid and then the host or somebody else brings their kid. I, I, I did think it was kind of annoying that Kenya insisted on bringing Brooklyn only because like if the nanny's there and, and the nanny can handle it, why couldn't the nanny just keep, keep her overnight? Or just yeah. let everyone else bring their kid. I don't know. I did think it was kind of weird. And then that's why she had to have the PJ. So I think that's why people got pissed. It's like, oh, you took a PJ because you have to bring, you were bringing your kid, but you didn't tell anyone else you're really bringing your kid. And it just, it kind of changes the dynamic of the group, of the of the trip. And I, I mean, I get why Candy and Portia are upset because their kids are all the same age. I would be upset. I mean, I... I wouldn't want to go on a trip with my kid if I had the option not to. But right. if I wanted to, I would want to decide that on my own. Like, I, exactly. at least offer to me. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, that sprinter, too. I think what made him even more pissed is that there was no air conditioning. They were all sweating. Good thing Marla took her hazmat off because she would have been in a sweatsuit. That was hilarious when she showed up. I I stand Marlo. Like, I can't get enough of her. I love Marlo. She is amazing. And when she showed up in that hazmat, I'm like, good for you, girl. It was hilarious. And we found out. So this is a this is a question that we ask a, a lot on our show is like, why doesn't Marlo have a peach? And Abby, you saw something about this. 
Well, so basically she was asked about it and that somebody come or somebody said, why, you know, Marla, why don't you have a peach? Or that was like an asked on a Q&A for her stories. And she said it was a general consensus that she was told it was a general consensus that the women didn't think she deserved a full-time peach or didn't want her to have a full-time peach. My theory actually is the women know how much the fans love Marlo. I think she is maybe one of the few housewife figures that is just universally loved. Like I even think about the ones that majority of our followers love. We'll still get DMs about someone thinking Heather is like annoying or she's not quite, you know, really she's not a true housewife. Some people think Sonia is like her antics get old and all this stuff. But Marlo is the one, anytime something is said about Marlo, everyone universally loves her. And I think the women are threatened and scared by that. And they know she became a full-time that she would just be such a fan favorite and so loved that it would put their positions in jeopardy of not being renewed. So there Ooh. we go. That's, that's my hot take on that. Uh, honestly, though, I was a little disappointed because I thought we were getting the stripper this episode. The stripper is still coming. The stripper is coming. I'm very excited. And I think our shout out, Abby, I'm springing that we're doing a lot of surprise shout outs where Abby and I don't discuss it. And then I we just like it. Though. It's just, yeah, it's it is. Kind of it's kind of, you know, I'm feeling a little caffeinated today, too. I think the shout out should go to the Southern Charm reunion. I mean, I think it should go for sure. I think it should go to production for not losing their shit when all that stuff like bombs were dropped. But yes, the Southern Charm reunion definitely deserves some props, especially because you guys know we didn't really watch this season because it was pretty boring. And then all of a sudden this reunion comes in like just um, like from the start. It was unbelievable. I haven't even seen a housewife reunion kick off that hot. It's been a minute. It's it has been a minute and I loved it. And uh, I feel like I could rewatch it. It was just reality TV gold. It was so great. But if you guys love listening to us, thank you so much for your support. Abby and I, like I said, we do this on the side. We do it because we fun and we do it because we love connecting with you. But if you want to support us in another way, please consider checking out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And like we said earlier, a couple of times, we're going to be discussing Madison and that ex-MLB player. So if you want to know about that tea, we got some, please head over to Patreon. And don't forget, to please continue to leave us a five-star review or a written review. We see them. We read them. We love them. Even the ones that are a little shady. I see you uh, showing bias. I saw that. We see that review. Uh, anyhow, we appreciate the support. We have so many exciting things coming up. I I like can't even wrap my head around it. Abby and I were talking before this, and my head has been spinning because I'm so excited to share it all with you as it comes out. But thank you so much for your support, and we will check you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. 
in a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.